Today on the show, we're talking about guilt-free spending. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney. I'm your host of Simple Money Solutions Podcast, and today I am joined with my co-host, Trevor, and we're talking about guilt-free spending today. Yeah, this has got to be something everybody wrestles with. I, I know I do, and I don't think we should... We shouldn't, if you think of guilt-free spending or spending in general, you know, we talk about save money, be responsible, be deliberate. And I don't think you should do that to the point of deprivation, meaning there's no fun in life. So I think everybody needs a a certain amount of money allocated to guilt-free spending in their life. And it's going to vary depending on, on how much money you, disposable income you have available. But I think everybody needs guilt-free spending in their life. So obviously so much to unpack in what you just said, but I mean, when we're talking about personal finance, when we talk about being frugal, when we talk about being on the financial edge and and in state of emergencies, whatever our financial situation may be, nowhere in that conversation would you assume that guilt-free spending exists. So why do we have this aversion, this, 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 maybe this notion that guilt-free spending or spending without limits and 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 being frugal and living a, a a responsible personal finance life don't mesh. Well, you know, you mentioned something there. So, just say you you are in a state of emergency, a financial emergency, meaning you have ex- a lot of consumer debt in your life, and it's it's against you've borrowed money for things that are are not assets, meaning things are not going up in value. So, you have a state of emergency, and just say you put together a plan to get you out of that disaster. And it say it's a two-year window. Well, I don't like your chances of of depriving yourself of small things in life for two years. I mean, that's a big window of time. So your your plan to get out needs to have some guilt-free spending in it. Now, if you are in a a dumpster fire, short-term disaster, meaning you've lost your job and everybody in your family's lost their job, <laughs> like just say it's it's just as bad as it can be. Well, that to me, if you have, if you're resourceful at any level, that is a short-term situation, and you should not have any guilt for spending in your life. I mean, when if a disaster is really bad, I mean, it's just as bad as it can be, then yeah, don't have any short-term any guilt for spending in your life because we are resourceful people. That is a short-term problem you're going to solve. But if you've got a a, a consumer debt problem and you have a two-year plan to get out of it. That plan has to include some guilt-free spending because you'll just you'll end up falling off the rails if you don't. You, and what happens is the deprivation will build up and build up and build up, and eventually you'll just you'll go crazy and, and make up for all this deprivation of, of guilt-free spending. Wow, like that just needs we just need a minute to let that sink in. I I just want to repeat that again for 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 good measures. When you are in a place of debt repayment, when you are in any place where you are really heavily picking away at debt, you are able to have guilt-free spending money. Like that, that is just this, that just blows, that concept, I have no words, that, but it blows my mind, that concept, because Trevor, do you think that is a popularly held belief or opinion um, within the personal finance realm? I mean, it sounds new to me. I guess that's a, that's where I'm coming from. Well, no, it's not, because if everyone applies math to personal finance. And I've said before, personal finance is 10% math, 90% behavior. So it just think of, so if you just do the math saying, well, if I, if I don't spend any money on frivolous things, I'll be out of debt sooner. I, I can't disagree with that. The math is really easy to do on that. But the reality is we're human beings and it's the behavior that, that got us into debt. So if you don't think about your behavior when you're trying to get out of it, you're going to, you're going to fail. It's, it's not going to work. So Again, deprivation is a short-term solution. So build in some guilt-free spending because your behavior is going to, we're human. We're, we're, we have weaknesses. They're going to rise to the surface at some point. Everyone knows my weakness is consumer electronics. Well, I can deprive myself for, of, of those things for so long, but eventually I'm going I'm I'm to have a weak day, a weak moment, and I'll succumb. So if, if you build in guilt-free spending a little bit along the way, you're you're not going to be a victim of of your your own behavior 
So a couple things from that. So so first of all, you you talked about kind of succumbing to that, being a victim. Are you telling me that everyone, everyone listening to this, everyone who's listening to this and, and their dog, they all have this, like everyone will suffer from this is what you're saying. Like there's no one who's, who's going to be listening to this right now saying, no, Trevor, you know what? I, I don't feel deprived. I've never had that urge to, to buy something and where I would need guilt-free spending money. So I, I would disagree with that person. Do you remember when we did episode 100 and we talked about uh, the 10 things that can lead you to financial independence? And one of them was was knowing your financial weaknesses. Everybody has one. Just know what yours is and be aware of it. So your financial weakness, every I, I'm yet to find a person who doesn't have one. Everyone can say, oh, I don't have a weakness. If I spend enough time with that person, I guarantee you, you have a financial weakness. Everybody has one. I'm yet to meet someone who doesn't. I've met a lot of people who say they don't, but I get once I get to know the person, I soon discover their financial weakness. So knowing everyone has one and that is going to be your, that, that'll probably be your undoing if you don't acknowledge that it exists. So if you go into long-term deprivation mode, eventually that weakness is going to get you. So I, I want to go into talking about kind of what qualifies as something you should be spending your guilt-free spending money on. But before I even ask that question, I, I kind of want to talk about, I guess, the general concept of guilt-free spending because how, I mean, that concept can get easily carried away as I can imagine. I mean, you can justify anything as as a being, oh, this is just some guilt-free spending money I'm using on this. So where does that, how do you walk that very fine line? So, one of the things that spawned this episode was that I read a recent post from Mr. Money Mustache, which I'll leave a link in the show notes, and he talked about a thing called the purchase justification machine in your head. And it's always working. It's always working in the background, sort of giving you the tools and the reasoning to make an acquisition of some kind. And you, if you don't have a system in place to spend money on things that, that you... See, the guilt-free spending is is you you don't have to answer to anybody about why you made that decision. That that is guilt-free spending in a definition. Nobody can call you out and say, "Did you really need that?" or "You know, why did you buy that?" This this nobody can question this purchase. This is guilt-free spending, and if you don't have a system or or if you don't have a money allocated to guilt-free spending, the alternative is you you do purchase justification. And so you end up justifying why you need something versus just buying it because you can. So that that ends up being the dilemma. Now, I, I don't I'm not saying you shouldn't reason out and 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 spend your guilt-free money wisely. I mean, I, I would never say that. You should be deliberate and, and spend it on things that really bring value into your life. But at the same time, you should never have to go through a justification process in order to spend that money. I absolutely love that. That is that is such a, a refreshing change of perspective. Just the way that you frame one 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 way of spending money versus the other. The other year it's going to leave you with maybe um, buyers or more. So it's going to leave you uh, coming up with these wild like you said wild justifications about why you purchased that and the other one like you said it, it was it's more it's a little more liberating more freeing um and, and it resonates a lot better um with, with yourself a good example is you would never just say you had a roof that was leaking every time it rained you would never go through a justification process for why you need a new roof like you even if you couldn't afford it you would never go through a long-winded, you know, I need a roof because, and go through a long laundry list of reasons why you need a roof. So you, if you are going through the justification mode, then it's clearly for something that you are questioning whether it's, it's a necessity in life or not. So why put yourself through the agony? And this is all under the assumption you can actually afford it. And we're going to get into what that means. But why not just systematically have money set aside for these purchases so you don't have to go through the agony of of justifying something to to your spouse or to yourself you know i i, I need this because 
And when you put need in front of something that's really a want, you're just fooling yourself. And I mean, I, this concept is so novel, um, just the, the guilt-free spending versus purchase justification because we can get out of control if we really, really want something and and, and how the lengths at which we will convince ourselves we we need that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everyone listening to this can, can right now is nodding their head in agreement of, of that one time that they convinced themselves their dog needed a purple knitted, hand knitted sweater made out of of like of silk yarn. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's that crazy thing that we have done and we've somehow justified it to ourselves. Oh, I agree. I, I've done some insane justifications. And of course, if, as you know, a lot of mine would include spreadsheets and a lot of facts and figures. <laughs> and I've built like graphs and stuff, just reasoning. <laughs> some PowerPoint presentations some, for your wife. Some Bluetooth speaker. I mean, and it just, so you're right. And it ended up, it was just a waste of time. It was something I wanted. And I, I felt this need to prove to somebody that, that I needed it. And that, that's where it's crazy is we try to take wants and convert them into needs so we'll feel good about spending the money. Yes, yes, when, yes. Well, then why not, why not just let it be a want? So long you can afford it and it's in your financial, within your financial means, you're, you're not, you're not, it's not going to derail your financial plan. Why not just want it? Why? What's wrong with having wants in life and satisfying them? Now, when it gets out of control, that I can go on all day about where that is bad. But I mean, if it's if it's if it's in your budget, and you know I love that word, if it's in your budget, then don't don't go through the justification process. Don't go through the agony and the pain. Just just do it. And what so what spawned this episode is, and I might as well get to this sooner rather than later is Courtney has incredibly small ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. And she has struggled her whole life with listening devices. Right? Yes. In her ears. Yes. I, 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 we, Trevor and I, we sat down or, and we we're like, let's come up with an episode idea this week. And then uh, somehow I derailed the conversation talking about my small ears and, and my struggles. And so I have suggested and recommended and let her try different earbuds that I use because everyone knows I have a, a, an insane supply of these things and none of them fit in her tiny little ears. So <laughs> so the one thing that does work in her ears are the Apple earpods, the, you know, the ones that come with your iPhone. You just plug into your phone and they're the ones that come with it. And Courtney's discovered that these things stay in her ears all the time. You can see where this is going. So... Yeah, so so me being a fan of Bluetooth, I said, Courtney, you, you know, that cord is so restricting. And Cor Courtney likes to run. She's a runner. And you, the freedom you get from <laughs> Bluetooth earbuds, like, it seems like every episode I talk about that, is once you have a say, there's no going back. Like once you once you go wireless, there's no going back to wires, right? It's You just can't. So I'm saying, Courtney, you probably need the AirPods, the outrageously priced you know, insanely expensive Apple AirPods. So, so and before they, I, right now in in Canada, they're retailing at two hundred and twenty dollars. And that's for that's for the first generation ones. And and before anyone kind of like is outraged right now, I do genuinely. I, I I'm on a hunt for um blue like specifically Bluetooth headphones just because Trevor said I love to run. Um, I I love the the cord free restriction. So this is not something Trevor has pushed on me by any means. Um, I'm uh, under my own will. I do want Bluetooth headphones. Um, and and it's just a matter of finding the right pair. And and Courtney is a bit of an audio junkie like myself. Obviously, we create a podcast, so you got to think we listen to a lot of audio content. The both of us do. Courtney listens to a lot of podcasts herself, music and audio books, and I do as well. So it's it's not like it's a, a side thing that's going to get used pure, you know once a month. This is probably an everyday tool. Now, does this sound like a justification mode that I'm going into? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> so, does. so this, this is this is where you can go off the rails, right? Oh, so, yeah. And the problem, the problem with justification mode is, you'll end up trying to justify something you can't really afford by turning it into a need, right? I said so. Courtney's a, you know, she's a podcast creator, and and, and she, it's important that you listen to other podcasts because it gets your you get ideas and stuff. So, all this is it's justification, and it, think of the the 
the efforts we're going through to to make this sound like a good idea we're, to Trevor, anybody we're convincing the listeners right now we're, we're convincing them like that exactly. and that's how easy it is to to get into like you're saying that purchase justification mode and so i'm saying to courtney why can't this just be a guilt-free purchase to you it's a 220 dollars guilt-free purchase can, can we make that work in your world so that's what spawned this episode so and we spent probably an hour going through justifications for these things and how there's you know you've kind of hit the wall there's no other alternative based on your ear dimensions nothing's gonna work right and and it, it was almost like we've been backed into a corner it's this or nothing right so it's that and that 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 justification drives me crazy yeah and i i do want to i i honestly do want to say that i think i don't want to say it's taboo to talk about kind of this concept but i feel like when in, within the personal finance realm there's this there's this a smoke and mirror show that that everyone who is a personal finance junkie, I'll call that, or, or invested heavily in, and seeks out resources like podcasts and audiobooks and books and goes to conventions. And those individuals, I, I feel like we there's this kind of the sense that you have so much self-control. You 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 always have a handle on your money. You don't uh, you don't go in and, and purchase things that are a want. You always stay within your needs. And I feel like that should just be shattered and dropped and it's it's not realistic. Like you're saying, Trevor, it's, it, we, we are human and we do, we do have, we should have the space that we're allowed to purchase whatever we want to purchase. Well, I, I think you, you need to be responsible. You need to be financially responsible. So if in fact you're spending money that derails your financial plan, then it's probably something you shouldn't buy. But if it is within your financial means, then uh, going through a justification process, it, it ends up being uh, a waste of time, like a waste of resources. And you, you could be thinking about and, and strategizing about things far more important in life than, than, than the wants that you're trying to satisfy. So we will get back to my current dilemma right now or that I'm facing right now. But I do want to talk about kind of the the core. We've kind of delved into why guilt-free spending should be a, a part of our life. But I do want to talk about the kind of the core reasons, if you're not already convinced, why guilt-free spending is so important. So one of the first reasons, I'll jump into one of the first reasons um, that we do, that we kind of crafted here. And our first reason was that deprivation is not sustainable. So we talked about this already, but if you don't have guilt-free spending built into your life, you're going to, and you just say your your budget and your financial plan is consuming all of your money. And I'm going to say it's going to fall off the rails eventually. So, and then you'll, you'll feel bad that you've done this guilt-free spending or, or sorry, it won't be guilt-free spending at that point. Once you've succumbed to the deprivation and, and enough time has passed and you said, I just, I just need a new pair of jeans or, you know, quite often if you buy yourself something new, you have short-term excitement in your life. So if you deprive yourself of that long enough, what happens to you? You end up overdoing it. You end up, you know, if you've gone a whole year without any guilt-free spending, you'll end up going overboard and, and, and making up for all this lost time. And that is is where depriving yourself c- can be very damaging because you will you will overcompensate for that deprivation. So I know I already touched on this, but I, I just want I want to touch on it again because I, I'm personally not someone who has these these kind of more prevalent and consciously aware thoughts of, of a wanting things that I'm, I'm, I'm more, mostly a very content person, which is why kind of the dilemma of the earbuds came up where I'm just like, I, you know, I like, I, 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 something that would, that would benefit me, something I want, something I'd be okay spending money on. Maybe we'll get, we'll get to that. But how, so you're saying that at every level there are, we do justify purchases at a, at a maybe very kind of subconscious level sometimes. Well, it's one thing to say you you it, so to want AirPods because they're shiny is probably you're gonna feel bad about it afterwards if you don't use them, but you probably want to have a purpose for the this guilt free spending. Like, I, if you didn't listen to music and you didn't listen to uh, podcasts, 
and and you bought AirPods, it, it would probably be a, a waste of money. That's a that's different than than going through purchase justification mode. Wasting money is 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 it, you're going to be unable to satisfy a want in the future if you do that. If you if you keep doing that, so I, I think you need to determine there's there's some you're going to use this want in in some sort of regular interval. So I, I you do need to. And it, I guess it's different than a, a justification is if you, you don't want to have buyer's remorse. So if you, if you were to buy AirPods and only use them so infrequently that, that they really didn't bring any value to your life, then that would have been a waste. So just say you go to the gym a lot. That's And, you know, you, you say, okay, I'd probably use them there and I, I like to run. I'd use them there and uh, um, I'd probably use them when I commute. You know, you want to sort of reason out how you these things would impact your life in terms of, of satisfying a want, but don't try to justify. You know, when you're in justification mode is when you start analyzing the dollars and cents. That's when it goes bad, right? So, so that's when you know you're justifying is when you start bringing in dollars and cents into your reasoning. If if you just stay with how you would use this new thing that you're thinking of buying with guilt-free money, that that's just you sort of does this make sense no that and and that that does that does make sense i i just to for the listener though that that this point isn't resonating with them that they don't feel deprived what are you are you saying that there is a deprivation there could be a deprivation at a more subconscious level if they do don't if they don't allocate guilt-free spending in their life yeah, I'm saying it's building up at a very micro level. You don't realize it. Uh, you're because I, you're I, 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 I originally wanted to fight this point that I don't feel that sense of deprivation. Like, yes, AirPods would benefit me, but I'm not suffering without. Like, but there maybe there's other aspects. Then is what you're saying in my life where I will subconsciously justify things to myself when really I could just allocate some guilt-free spending money to it. Like we all need clothes, so so that that's a, if you kept depriving yourself of of new of a new article of clothing and you kept wearing worn out, uh, out of style clothes day after day after day, you might start feeling bad about your appearance, and that's sort of a micro level of deprivation building up and building up. So somebody who enjoys reading, they might, uh, they they might be missing their their favorite authors authors bestseller that just came out, and they. They're reading a book maybe they don't enjoy so much just because it's there and, and that kind of deprivation or or maybe their their favorite Marvel movie came out as a blockbuster and they're not going to see it again deprivation right they're they're kind of at a micro level depriving themselves of of something they enjoy see those those tiny minute examples definitely resonate. So the second point about why guilt-free spending is important is that it brings change into your life. So Trevor, what what does this point entail? So if you acquire something, if you satisfy a want, you bring something new into your life. It, I always say buying thing, things don't bring happiness, they bring excitement. But excitement's not a bad thing. So if you if you satisfy a want in your life, you're generally going to be somewhat excited about it. So you're bringing some excitement or some change into your life. It may be short-term. But again, we're talking about guilt-free money. I'm not talking about you know racking up uh, spending on your credit card that you can't afford. This is money that you have set aside for spending to satisfy wants in your life. So I, I think bring, introducing some change periodically in your life is, is probably a good thing. Even if you are somebody who, who doesn't like change, a little bit of change in your life, I think it really sort of sparks new interests and, and things like that. See, that point, I mean... It is, it's, it's one that I am, I'm shocked to hear said on this podcast, but when it's, when we're talking about guilt-free spending, it's, it's okay. And it, it just, it, it really just seems backwards to the philosophies that we do talk about here. But again, it it speaks to how important this point is when we're talking about guilt-free spending. So here's something I did recently. So I, I had a coffee maker, a drip coffee maker, and I, I would get up every morning, I'd make coffee and drink it. And it this is okay coffee. It didn't taste great. Didn't taste horrible. But I, 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 my daughter, she has a thing called the French press and it's called a bottom. And what you do is you put coffee in it, you fill it with water and then you let it per, you sort of brew. And then you push this plunger down and it separates the grinds from the coffee and you, you try it that way. 
I mean, this thing cost $20, but, uh, and I, I already had a system for making coffee, but I thought I'd like to try this, right? It's, this is something that I, I think it would, and it makes a great cup of coffee. And I mean, I clearly it's a want. I already had a way to make coffee, but, but I tried it. It was a change. Like, you know, this is a regular routine. I drink coffee and I, I love it, you know? So, but I, I didn't feel bad about spending the money on that because I already had a coffee maker. So that's kind of a micro example, how I introduced some change in my life and it turned out quite well. No, and I love that example because it it really exemplifies how a, a small purchase with guilt-free spending money brought kind of lasting change because anyone who drinks coffee knows that drinking coffee in the morning is definitely or whenever you drink coffee is it's an experience it's this thing that you kind of gets you going and the thing that you look forward to in the in the morning or whenever you do drink coffee so that's a really really great example so so trevor we talked about why guilt-free spending is important we know it's important we know it should be incorporated into our budget but the real question I think we're all wondering is how much should you be spending guilt-free? Because sky could technically be the limit if we're not careful. Uh, no, I, I agree. This this is the million-dollar question. It's not going to be a million dollars. <laughs> but <laughs> So uh, I have, me and my wife have the thing in our budget is called allowance. So we, we're adults who get an allowance. And so every week we get, I, I'm going to give the number, we get $30 a week of guilt-free money to spend on whatever it is we want. I could spend all the $30 in one week. I can save it up for two weeks and buy something bigger. I, I could save it up for a month. So I, I tend to not to spend it every week, but just say I wanted to get a, a coffee on my way to work. That would be part of my guilt-free spending. Say I wanted to buy my wife a gift on her birthday. That, that would come out of my allowance. So the allowance serves a bunch of purposes, but it's primarily there for guilt-free spending. I, I don't have to consult my wife on you know whether this is buying this is a good idea though I do because she I know she has my back but I don't have to justify any purchases out of that pool of money so for me I I could clearly afford more but how I arrived at this so it's twofold so it's it obviously has to fit in your budget so it has to be something you can afford and still meet your financial goals but you don't want it so excessive that you're actually spending money on on things that just you don't want to be a consumerist. So me having, so we tried $20 a month. It was too low. We, I, I kind of was struggling to, to, to sort of meet the, the needs of my, my wants day to day, month to month. And then we tried $50 and that was turned out to be too much. It, the money just kept building and building and building. And uh, that seemed wasteful. So we, we dialed it into $30 a week. So that, 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 uh, that's the sweet spot for me. Now, it's going to be different for everybody. Obviously, if $30 a week doesn't fit into your budget, then that, that, that's not a good number. So that would be your starting point. But also just look at the things you're buying with your, your guilt-free money. If it's frivolous and it's not adding value to your life, then you're probably spending too much guilt-free money. So uh, first of all, the I, the allowance, the idea of an allowance, we have done an episode in our in our back catalog on allowances. So if you want to listen to that, you can. But uh, for any new listeners, so the allowance who haven't kind of heard about that is it's such an incredible idea. And I do want to know it's probably you, you can definitely do it if you I mean, if you're not in a partnership, you know, it's just you and yourself and you're just kind of working towards your saving goals. That allowance is still in a f- very effective tool. Well, and if you think if you if you don't have an allowance or guilt-free money set aside, you end up spending. Your spending ends up being this bottomless pit, right? Where do you stop? Like, if you're just spending out of your checking account, it would appear to be a bottomless pit of money, or or like you. There's no parameters for your personal guilt-free spending if you're just taking out of this large pool of money. Or so that's where. Or it goes the other way. Or you you never spend any money on anything because you're not sure how much you can have a lot towards guilt-free spending because why spend money on why spend money guilt-free when uh, bill X or bill Y or expense Y or expense Z comes up in the future. Well, so before we did allowances, 
uh, I was the master negotiator <laughs> and ma- a master justifier. And, you know, with the magic of spreadsheets, I, I, I could justify almost anything. Now, my wife's a pretty good gatekeeper, but, I, you know, I could come up with a lot of reasons why I needed a, a $1,500 bicycle I'd never bought. But, I, you know, I could really work some magic in coming up with a justification plan. <laughs> so it, you end up, that that's when you end up being a, a purchase justification mode is when you don't have guilt-free money. So I actually burned through a lot of, a lot of efforts trying to justify to me and my family why I needed some sort of thing to satisfy some sort of want in my life. So I just think it's important to have designated money for this purpose. And I, I want to go back to the amount. So you, you you laid out $30 is the amount that you and your wife both get per week. And I mean, as a listener, that doesn't sound like much when when a, y- y- we can assume that your income is is quite greater than $30 a week. So what so you and I I do like that you kind of went through the process too of, of finding what was the sweet spot in your allowance, but do you ever with that $30 is there do you still make um sacrifices and and how does that kind of sacrifice deprivation slash still spending that money how does that kind of dynamic all play out in your head and throughout the week and the month well to start with you have to come to the 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 realization so i think it's age dependent too like once you get to be in your 50s that's where i am you tend to have acquired all the little toys and little things that in life that or you've tried them all and they they obviously didn't bring lasting joy or anything so you've kind of been down the road of, of you know, buying yourself little toys and trinkets and realizing, or maybe everybody doesn't do this, but it happened to me, realizing that this stuff ends up at the uh, uh, landfill eventually. So, you know, I, I've kind of just, you, you, the older you get, the more you realize the things that are important to you, the things that aren't. So I, I think in my younger years, $30 was, it, it, sent, it seemed like a limiting amount. Like a, it seemed like a restrict a restrictive amount. That's why we actually tried 50. But then I found I was buying things that just were frivolous and, and meaningless. Or if I, when I stopped buying things that, that were frivolous or meaningless, the money just kept accumulating and I wasn't spending it, which seemed, you know, crazy. And, and so it, it just didn't seem to work that well. So I, I think it's important to, to arrive at a number that works for you that you can afford. And you'll know it works for you. It's if you start buying, if you start buying or pulling the trigger on purchases that don't make sense, you know, you, in fact, if you end up with a lot of buyer's remorse, you'll know that you're probably, you, you've put too much money aside for guilt-free spending. And if you're always trying to, if, if there's always something that you, you want that you can't afford, actually, you know what, you should be in that place. There should always be something that you want that you, it's kind of a little out of reach that you have to save up for that. That actually, that's when I knew I was in the sweet spot is when, I had to save up, and, and by saving up your allowance to buy something you you want, it gives you the time to sort of give it a second thought, and I, I like that, and it it builds up the discipline of patience too, which is an important skill in, in managing money. So more of the story, allowances are not just for children. I love it. So so we've, we've kind of talked about why it's important and how much we should dedicate to our guilt-free spending. And now I kind of want to talk about the considerations you should put around that guilt-free spending money. And and when we say considerations, yes, we did start off the show with saying that there is, you don't have to kind of quote unquote justify why you're purchasing something. But like Trevor said, you shouldn't be spending it on just anything just because you can. So this is where kind of the spending considerations come into play. So we've talked about why spending money is why guilt-free spending is important and and kind of how much we should be getting and allowing ourselves for guilt-free spending but it's also I think important to consider the the considerations around spending that guilt-free money. Well, you technically don't have to justify what you are spending that guilt-free money on. There's definitely things that come into play when we are working with our guilt-free spending money. So the first one and this one is kind of resonates really deep with myself cuz this is one that I could personally struggle with, but it's uh, spending on a regular interval. So this is twofold. So it, you want the money coming available to you on regular intervals so you don't feel deprived and I, I think you should be satisfying 
small wants in life on a regular interval so you don't feel deprived. So it's twofold. So you need the inflow of money for guilt-free spending to be coming in on a regular basis so you can make some plans and strategize about how you're going to use it. And then I don't think you should go through long periods of deprivation before you use that money because, again, you, you'll overcompensate. You, you, will, you'll, you might buy something and, and overcompensate for the deprivation that you've gone through. So this point, I mean, it must be personality driven and dependent at some level. And someone who maybe naturally has a tendency or not even a personality, but someone characteristically wise, if someone is more, um, is better at kind of not satisfying their, their wants, or maybe doesn't have as many wants, this point would probably be um, either harder or easier to uh, succeed with. Well, I, so my wife is somebody who has very low wants in life. Like she, she's just happy to be wherever she is, and she's happy with whatever she has. She, she hasn't got a lot of wants, but she does enjoy a nice article of clothing every now and then. So for her, her regular interval is dramatically different than my regular interval. So the, everybody's interval is going to be different, but it needs to be on a regular interval. I, I think that's the important thing. You need, you need some some pattern of spending there to, to otherwise you end up the wants end up building up and building up and building up. I think that that's a very, very key point. Uh, so the next point about the considerations for spending this guilt-free money is not to spend it on life's necessities. And so if you end up, just say you have a, a need in life that's not being satisfied on a regular basis like just say you here's a good example so just say you you live in a house and you can't afford a washer and dryer and you go to a laundromat every week to do your laundry and it's very inconvenient just say it's a struggle especially in the winter well is that washer and dryer is that a need or a want clearly you're getting your laundry done is it a need or a want what what would you say ooh that's a good one That's it's tough. It right? is tough. I, tough. I don't even. Yeah. What would you say? So I, I, I think it's important to identify. So I see in my, my neighborhood, I see people move, carry laundry baskets out to their car and drive away and then they come back. And I, I mean, I'm not spying these people, but I know it's the laundry all folded and it's in the laundry baskets they've taken in. So clearly they are going to a laundry match and laundry and they've been doing this for quite some time. So without question, these people don't have a wash and dryer. I don't know their story, so I, I'm not judging them, but. Uh, that's where I come up with that example. And so I thought to myself, if, if I didn't have a washer and dryer and so because I couldn't afford one, would, would I feel, would, would that be a guilt-free purchase buying a washer and dryer? And I I thought to myself, well, I consider that a necessity. So the, the point I'm going to make here is one person's want is another person's necessity. So be prepared to judge you. Like, so the problem with purchase justification is you will try to say, well, the guy down the street has a, you know, a two-seater sports car and he drives it to work. So, <laughs> you know, and that's how, that's how he gets to work. So, I mean, I can't believe I don't have one. So you can't, you can't, you need to assess your own needs in life, but be, be aware, like be honest with yourself. Is this a need or is this a want? And, and if it is in fact a, a need then and you if you can't afford it then there's something wrong with your financial plan so so don't don't so i'm this is the opposite don't don't try to spend your guilt-free money on the necessities of life and pretend that you satisfied a want because you'll just be disappointed i love that point the next spending consideration is to make sure your guilt-free money is not an automated spending yeah, because this kind of defeats the purpose. So just say, so I, I like audiobooks. That's something I, I get a lot of information out of and, and entertainment as well. And you can buy a subscription with Audible, which, which I've had in the past. And it's an automated subscription. It's like, it's 15 bucks a month and you get one free book or you not free, obviously. You get one book a month for $15, $15 which I've actually stopped doing. I've canceled that. I use the library now. They have audiobooks there. But I 
if you automate that spending, it kind of, you kind of lose the gratification or the, the whole purpose of guilt-free spending. It's, it's like it's happening in the background. So it just gets integrated in your day-to-day life. So it, it, it's no longer serving that purpose as I've described it. And, and therefore, it probably doesn't feel like you're even getting that guilt-free money because you never really see it. So the way that works is to just say you wanted this. Uh, another thing, I, I enjoy watching sports on television and it, it, you can get a, a subscription to a, a sports channel. Again, that's an automated spending. If I use my guilt-free money for that, then again, I'm not getting that same satisfaction out of, of it, it's it's just part integrated in my daily life. So it kind of defeats the purpose of guilt-free spending. But in, in, that, in the same breath, that subscription would fall under your discretionary uh, category in your budget and would be cut if in if in a state emergency you needed to to cut expenses. So it's still discretionary, I'm assuming for you, but but not something that would fall under this certain budget category. But you know something I, I had to go through a purchase justification for this because it's not guilt free money, right? I, I had to convince my wife, I mean she's on board, but I would have to convince her that this I'm going to get value out of this per, this spending of this money because it's it's not guilt free money. It's part of our our budgeted family spending money. So the next point that you should consider when looking at your guilt free spending is being deliberate about it. So you talked about this, but what does what does this mean for you specifically? Well, because the guilt free spending money is a a limited supply. It's not this bottomless pit. I, th- I think you need to be really deliberate about what you're you're doing. So you do need to go through a a justification, not in dollars and cents, but how much value it's going to add to your life. So we talked about the AirPods and how much value they are going to add to your life. I, th- I think you still need to, to go through that process, but don't bring the dollars and cents into it. Don't try to do a dollar cost analysis on, on any guilt-free purchase because it kind of, it, it, then it it becomes total justification mode, but you still need to be deliberate and know that it's going to add the value you think it's going to add. Next up, we have to make sure that your guilt-free money is aligned with your priorities. And I think this one is so, so key. So for me, and for Courtney, we enjoy the consumption of audio. So if if you came to me and said, hey, I'm thinking of buying a, a $300 Kindle e-reader and, and you didn't have uh, any Bluetooth earbuds, which are, I think are a requirement in life, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. But And I, I'd say, wow, Courtney, I, I can't believe you're thinking of buying an, you know, an e-reader when you consume so much audio content. When, when would you have time to read? So... It should be aligned with the things that you find important in your life. So guilt-free money, if it's really going to add value to your life, then it should be aligned with the things that you really enjoy. And lastly, the, the and lastly, the consideration that is kind of completing this list is there's no room for personal agendas. So this one means I don't think your guilt-free money should be used for a real significant purchase, something of a large value, because you end up. So remember when I so I said we tried fifty dollars a week is is a personal allowance, and it just kept growing to this large number, and it ended up being this um, uh, enough. So I talked about I've toyed with the idea of buying a, a high-end bicycle, which I, I don't think I'm going to do, but I, I've toyed with the idea. And I ended up saving up enough money where I could have actually bought one with my, you know, $50 a week allowance. And I would have ended up with this really high-end bicycle. And my wife, and we biked together, would have had this sort of lower-end bike. And so that wouldn't have made sense, right? I'm riding this, you know, super lightweight bike that almost pedals itself. And she's, you know, struggling along on this, you know, low-end bike that's hard to pedal. And so... If I had a personal agenda where I wanted a high-end, so it's something we do together. So it kind of, or, or just say I saved up enough money, enough money to go on a on a trip somewhere and the rest of my family didn't, right? That That's a personal agenda. It doesn't make sense. So your allowance should just satisfy, I'm going to say the smaller wants in your life. That that, that That's kind of how it fits into my framework. 
and 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 maybe the things that intrinsically benefit you i mean unless you're putting earbuds into your into your wife's ears that's kind of something that you enjoy yourself i've tried it (laughs) (laughs) she's not interested so looking at this list and kind of reflecting upon my current dilemma on on whether i should proceed with with buying my airpods I think I think I'm really happy. Now, I just want to say I just want to say this is real time live like this is Courtney is going to come to a conclusion today on this episode. <laughs> this is it. You're with me on it. So, OK, so let, let's break this down. So my my thing, my biggest thing and I, we're, I actually haven't even got to the source of guilt free money. So I, maybe we should jump into that first and then I can circle back to, to starting up my dilemma. So let's talk about the kind of the two sources of guilt-free money. So one we've already talked about is allowance and the other one is gift money. So if you think of gift money, gift money was given to you by somebody who didn't know what you wanted or needed in life. And so they gave you money in hopes that you would spend it on something you wouldn't buy yourself. And if you use that money to pay bills or satisfy the the needs in your life, I kind of think it defeats the purpose of the person who gave it to you. They, they, they either, you know, based on distance or them not knowing you at a, at a fine enough level, but still felt they wanted to give you a gift, didn't know what to get you, so they gave you gift money. So I think gift money should be spent guilt-free on something you want in life, not something you need. So on, on that note, we'll circle back to my dilemma. So I do have gift money. I have gift money that I've just let accumulate and accumulate because I am, I'm not the greatest at pulling the trigger on kind of guilt-free purchases. And then everyone listening to this is probably nodding their head being like, and, and the price tag on AirPods, they, they are, they are, they are a lot. It's, 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 it's over $200 on, on a piece of, 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 of listening equipment that I, I'm, I'm currently wearing um, corded headphones right now. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's just hard to justify that price tag. So, so let me stop you right there. So in terms, you can't ignore the dollars and cents completely. So in terms of dollars and cents, if you have 220 guilt-free dollars somewhere in your life, then no longer consider the, the cost. So let's cross that bridge first. See, so okay, I want to I want to stop you there do, though. Do, wait, wait, wait. Do you have two hundred twenty guilt free dollars? We talked about the two sources: so allowance or gift money. Do two hundred twenty guilt free dollars exist in your life today? They do. Okay, so in my world, we would no longer talk about the cost of the AirPods at this point. So like, so go on, go on. That 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 that's how I would approach it. But yeah, okay. On. So so we're at that point. I do want to I want to kind of back up a little bit because my thing is, what if an emergency comes by? I know we had did we just did our emergency fund episode, so that's kind of its own thing. But what if somehow, some way, that two hundred dollars is needed between now and and sometime in the in the future? I mean, there's always that 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 thing where you pull on certain levers in in that state of emergency so maybe you're gonna pull you're gonna your allowance is gonna be slashed if if you lose your job or something real that you can't uh, foresee so if you if you have a financial budget and a financial plan and you have an emergency fund we talked about last week then that um, this has zero considerations for uh future mishaps like the this is not part of your emergency fund. This, in fact, if you have an emergency fund, if you have an emergency and you don't have an adequate emergency fund, it is not, and things go bad, it wasn't because you spent your guilt-free money. It was because you didn't have an adequate emergency fund. So the, this isn't, uh, guilt-free money and, and gift money is not there to insulate you from emergencies. So that, that isn't their purpose. And then the other kind of scenario is what if an experience comes up with, with friends or, or something within the next few weeks, but you've already kind of spent a big chunk of your, your guilt-free spending on, on something. And so how do we get over that, that kind of, I don't want maybe FOMO, fear of missing out of, of certain things because you're spending money here and not there. So back to the spending considerations, guilt-free spending considerations, one of them is make sure it's aligned with your priorities. So if you if you value experiences over 
material purchases and you haven't had an experience in quite some time, then you would be correct in saying, I'm probably due for a, a concert or something, right? I, I'm due for a, a, an experience. I haven't had one in a while. So if that is your priority. Now for me, I, I enjoy listening to audio content. That's an experience for me. If if I could find something that would enhance that experience, I, it, you know, that so these AirPods could enhance the experience of listening to audio. That's an example of how you can twist this and spin it. <laughs> and but again... You see my reasoning. I, I, I'm done talking about dollars, right? I am not, I'm not entertaining the cost of these anymore because the, there's enough guilt-free money there to cover the cost of these. So I am not, so, but I, I, I like your, your angle. You're weighing, I do value experiences over material possessions. So, you know, is, have I not had a great concert or gone to some experience in a while? That That's a good way to reason it through but at the same time if you do confidently so if i do confidently spend my guilt-free spending money on these headphones and experience does come up and my guilt-free spending kind of basket hasn't had the opportunity to refill and replenish the point that i could afford this experience then then that's on me to say i'm sorry i cannot attend my that's not kind of in my budget that's not where my priorities lie so i think I think this it always kind of circles back to being confident in, in what your priorities are. And I think that also extends to the listeners. I mean, bringing this up on the podcast, the podcast of frugality and, 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 and kind of living, not conservatively, but, but not living kind of extravagantly, bringing this up that I want to spend $200 on a purchase is probably absurd to so many listening to this right now. But the thing with this guilt-free money, I believe in kind of from just this discussion we've had today is that that money is, is, is you have to justify it to yourself and, 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 and maybe even your, your spouse, your partner may spend money on, on coffee every morning and you're not a coffee drinker. If, if they, if they, again, do have the guilt-free money to do so, and that's a priority, and, and maybe that doesn't make sense to you and you're kind of baffled that why you wouldn't just make coffee at home if you enjoy coffee out every morning. If that's your thing and that's all you spend it on. So I think this, we have to, I, I think it's so important to keep in mind how personal the, the, the guilt-free money is to each individual. And I would caution you to compare yourself to how other people are spending their guilt-free yes. money because they, they could have different values, different priorities. I, I just think... If it's something that's going to add value to your life, so that that is the key, align with priorities. And our tagline is deliberate lifestyle choices. So just be deliberate about your spending it on and make sure it's aligned with the things that add value to your life. I love it. So in conclusion, I am going to buy my AirPods. I promise I promise I hadn't actually come to a conclusion before this episode asked trevor we were we were we no, were, i can vouch for that she she is she is i i question whether she's she, I, okay i believe you come to the conclusion but i i, I w- so the next time next week's show you're gonna have these i'm assuming is that you're that certain i i think so i am and i you know what trevor it, I, and just for the record, there is an Apple store in Courtney's town. There is. So it's not, it's not like she has to order them. She can actually go to the store and get them. And and I'm only saying this and maybe our other our listeners can kind of are is resonating a little bit more because when you take the dollars out and, and you kind of brought up that point there, Trevor, that when you reach that point where you're like, no, the money doesn't matter. It's just the value of it. It kind of gets a little bit easier easier because you know yourself better than anyone else and you know if you would realistically benefit from the benefits that an item or an experience would provide I mean that's kind of it's so much easier and you kind of feel a little bit lighter when it's just because it, it, there's there's less seriousness um because it's kind of the money is taken out of it so the only there's only two sources of guilt-free money that I'm aware of it's it's an allowance that's built into your budget and gift money. That is, that is it. You know, an income tax return, I, I'm saying something like that, that doesn't qualify as guilt-free money because you have to purpose that money. You could you could deem that money guilt-free. You could say, my income tax money is guilt-free, but until you've earmarked it as guilt-free money, it is not. So, so money that has been already deemed guilt-free and you've put it in a separate account or you've isolated it as guilt-free money, once you have enough money to satisfy whatever want 
that is in your life, you should no longer analyze dollars and cents at that point. Unless, okay, you could be debating between one want and another want. And if if they're of the same dollar value, then you, you have a choice to make, right? But if, if they're of different dollar value, if you could only have one, you might have to weigh the dollars. But make sure you're 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 debating two wants, right? You don't do not the worst thing you can do is go into purchase justification mode because we we as humans can reason out anything. We uh, like you could justify you you could do any math in any spreadsheet to, to determine that yeah I should have this and and it makes financial sense. You could do dollars per day, dollars per month. You you could you could spin it any way you want. Uh, you know, okay. Here's one way I I, I justified the purchase of a, of a a new used car way back. I, so I had an Astro van and burned a lot of gas. Gas had jumped up to a buck 30 a liter at the time. Turned out it was just a temporary spike, but it had jumped up and it was an older van. And I was trying to justify replacing it with a smaller, more fuel efficient car. And I did the math showing how if I had this car for seven years, it, it will have covered the, it would have paid for itself in, in gas that I would have been burning in this this more gas guzzling van, and that sounded pretty sound, right? You can't argue with that, right? No, I, I, yeah, the math makes sense. Well, the the only th- you know what the flaw was in that, this van was at the end of its life. It wouldn't have lasted another seven years. So see, yeah, how that spin can just kill you, right? So that math sounded okay, but th- I I used seven years. That thing would have been in the junkyard after maybe four years it was so old so you can't that's how you can get into trouble with purchase justification and not saying and and, and you are saying then that at a certain level a, a car would count not as guilt-free money but as a place where purchase justification comes in yeah i was just using it that that's not you, you obviously i don't think you well unless you're buying like some sort of toy type of car like a two-seater sports car and you have a family clearly that's that's a want but I'm saying I, I, I was trying to justify, uh, and, and that's how you can get into trouble with purchase justification. You start using inputs that don't make any sense other than the, the math works. Yeah, I mean, it, it, even as a listener, I'm just like, yeah, that, that math checks out. So that brings us to the end of today's episode on guilt-free spending. If there's an area in your life where, or a place in your life when you've, you've kind of allotted guilt-free spending money towards something and it worked out for you let us know what what you what what, what's something you kind of maybe spend your guilt-free money on every week or something you purchased um or if you're purchasing airpods like me uh let me know um you can always reach out to us through our website livelifesimple.ca or um by emailing us at livelifesimple365 at gmail.com we'll have the links to how you can contact us in the show notes along with the the mr money mustache um we uh, article we referred to as well during the show trevor before we end do you have any final thoughts or takeaways for our listeners yes i look forward to uh seeing what your airpods look like uh, next week And on that note, that brings us to the very end of today's show. Thank you so much for being here with us as we talked about guilt-free spending and why it's completely okay. Thank you so much. And we can't wait to have you back with with us next week for a brand new show. Until then, keep it simple.